Hi, it's Yvette here. Listen, I'm just going to take a few seconds to ask you for a big favor. If you love this podcast, then hit the subscribe or the follow button if you haven't already, right now on your phone or on your computer, and leave me a five-star rating. And then leave me a review and tell me what you love about the show or what you'd like me to talk about. All this really helps to send out the message of the Positively Joy podcast to the people who need to hear it. And then finally, if you love it, then share this with everybody that you know. I jokingly tell people when they're going through the valley of shadow of death, I go, look, God said, go through, walk through the valley. He did not say, buy a ham sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and camp out. Welcome to Positively Joy, where you'll find God in the everyday, through everyday blessings, everyday happiness, and even everyday sorrow. I'm your host, Yvette Walker. Here, we look for God in the commonplace, and we find His joy in the details. Listen at PositivelyJoy.com, where you can get a free teachable on five ways to choose joy, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Today, we welcome Victoria Woods to the show. She is the financial diva. She's CEO and Chief Investment Advisor at Chapel Wood Financial Services. She's radio host of It's All About the Money, And she's here to tell us what we can do, we as Christians can do to handle our money and to make good, sound financial decisions. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, that is wonderful because we need to know all about money today. We need to talk about money and understand what to do with our money. You know, as Christians, we want to we want to be givers. You know, we want to give to our church. Many of us give offerings and tithe and we like to give to others. But we also need to remember that we need to make sound financial um, decisions for ourselves and our family. And so I'm really happy to have you on the show today to talk a little bit about this, but also for us to learn a little bit about you. So does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. So Victoria, you are financial. You are the financial diva, which I love. I love that. It's Um, all about the money, honey. It is. Well, I mean, I know, and that can sound to some people, that can sound a little Maybe we'll use the word crass, you know, but I mean, it's the world that we live in and there is that. So, well, I have, when I speak to women's groups, what I do is I ask people out of the gate about, is it all about the money, honey? So let's say I'm in Tulsa, this last speaking engagement, and there's 450 women there. And I ask them, you know, how many of you believe it's all about the money, honey? And, you know, they're not sure if they should raise their hands, you know, they're all looking around (laughs) as like, Oh, I know. Am I supposed to say it or not? And a few women do. And then I said, you know what? In 30 seconds here, I'm going to explain to you and convince you that it is all about the money, honey. And all I have to do is ask, how many of you own a 401k? How many of you have a draft coming out of your checking account? How many of you have a savings account? How many of you tithe at your church? How many? And of course, everybody's raising their hand. And I said, ladies. Everything we do every single day, all day long, is we either spend money, earn money, give money away, uh, invest money. We're doing something, saving. We're doing something with money 
every single day, all day long. So you're right. So I always start off my guest speaking appearances with challenging them. I say, okay, now after 30, I go, okay, now how many of you really believe it's all about the money? And of course they get it. And everybody, every single woman raises her hand. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think we're going to get that today for sure, but we're also going to learn a lot more about you. So, yes. um, so tell, tell us about yourself and your family. Well, thank you for asking. I am, most people don't ask me that because it's a very long story, but I have, I, I was raised in a, um, a family of seven and I had three sisters and I have two brothers and I have a half brother and I have a stepbrother and I have a sister. So there was nine of us in this little bitty box house that we called it because it was a box. It looked like a, we called it the matchbox house. It's very, very small to have that many people in two rooms. There were only three doors, one for the bathroom and one for each bedroom that we have. And we were crammed in there. Wow. Um, so and where, and where was this? That was in Fort Worth, Texas. So mm. I was raised, my parents were from Wisconsin. So I was raised by Yankees in Fort Worth, Texas. So <laughs> I have, I have it all. I, I know everything about the, you know, up North. We know the difference between a sofa and a divan. I mean, there's just certain things you learn when you're raised by a mama who's a football fan from, you know, the Green Bay area. And so she was a huge football fan, still is. Um, so I have all these brothers and sisters. I've been married for 30, going on 35 years now. Um, we've been in Edmond now for 31 years. Um, moved here when my husband was transferred here. I have 10 nieces. I have four homestay daughters from Asia. I have two wow. goddaughters in Canada and I have uh, one granddaughter. <laughs> so we have a lot of children in now some young adults, but children in our lives. So we have a, a big family. Oh, it sounds like a beautiful family. Yeah. It's very eclectic. Let me tell you, I call it my big, fat, beautiful. It's like the big, fat Greek wedding. It's, just, it's I mean, people look at this picture and they go, wow. You talk about multicultural and it's, it's, and it's so, it makes it fun. Yeah, for sure. I just want to make sure because there are people who listen to this uh, podcast all around the world. Yes. So you said Edmond, you're in Edmond, Oklahoma. Yes. That's where my office is the corporate office for Chapelwood. However, we, um, we're coast to coast. I mean, we have clients in Texas. We have clients on the East coast. We have clients in Missouri. We have clients in California. So we are, but our hub and our corporate office is in, mm. uh, in Edmond, which is in, I founded the financial district. So there's 84 acres of financial district in Oklahoma, right <laughs> here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Edmond. And actually I used to live in Edmond actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you live down in Norman now, right? I do. Uh, yeah. Near the university. Yeah. Yeah. So who were your early influences? And this is an interesting question for you because I'd like you to answer it, uh, you know, as far as your family, maybe early influences, but also your early influences that taught you why finances are so important and how that weaves into your life. Because like I said, I think that there are many Christians who who feel weird about money. Yes, like they how, do. You know, You're I don't, right. you know. I make a lot of money. Do I, you know, I'm reading in the Bible that I need to give it away. I'm, mm -hmm. um, that I'm the rich man and it's, I'm a bad person or, no. or I'm a poor person. And I mean, it's just, we have, right. I think we have a difficult relationship with money 
and being a Christian. Yes. And I have talked about this in groups before um, because you're absolutely right. In, in my book, it's all about the money, honey. I wrote a book as well. And in the beginning of the book, which I'm going to, you should have this as my gift to you. Because in the beginning, I talk about your mindset and how do you feel about money? Because it is really, really important. So let's start with your question about who influenced me. Who influenced me in my family was my Aunt Shirley. And that is because she gave me what I did not have and, and needed to learn. It was totally unconditional love. So, and I believe that is so critically important to the foundation of who anyone is, is knowing that there's unconditional love. And then another woman named Shirley Fitzgerald influenced me in getting out of the, we didn't have lunch money, honey. We had no lunch money. Uh, I babysat you know, six kids at a time when I was 12, that was my job because I needed lunch money. Um, so those women helped me understand first unconditional love and joy from my aunt Shirley, who I was very, very close to. And then Shirley Fitzgerald was a Wendy Ward director at Montgomery Ward. And she came into our school as a teenager and I saw her on stage and she was recruiting young women to be models. Well, I was a little tomboy. But there was something about this woman and what she talked about and how you could be on a board. And um, I became her number one preteen model. And I got all the jobs. And Lord knows I needed the jobs because <laughs> I got free clothes. I got free shoes because we didn't we couldn't afford those. My parents had gotten divorced and we I'm, we did not have lunch money. I don't know how else to explain it, but that's how bad it was. So, mm. I mean, eating you know, uh, onions and ketchup sandwiches <laughs> was a gourmet meal back then. It was, it was a struggle, but you can overcome anything is what I learned there. And you, you know, you can persevere. Now, when it comes to finance, so we didn't have lunch money. My mother would go to my dad's, he worked for Bell Helicopter, my stepfather, get her, his check and go put it in the bank. And it was barely paycheck to, I mean, we barely had anything just to support these kids. So we all started working pretty early. I got a job at 15 years old in Montgomery Ward and my parents had to sign off on it. Yes, at 15, that's definitely underage. So you most definitely would have had your parents have yeah. to sign off. And how did they feel about you working? Oh yeah, no, they, they needed us all to go to work. Um, but it was, you know, I still remember it to this day though, because back then this, it was seven floors, this huge warehouse. And you had to go get a physical and you had to, I mean, go through this whole process of being able to work. But I was so thrilled because I knew how much money I made as a preteen model. I got all these free clothes. I thought I was going to be rich. Little did I know I was going to be paid 75 cents an hour. So <laughs> I wasn't exactly rich, but I had a steady income and I had a company that wanted to put me on a fast track for a career. Um, I, and I got on this fast track, I was promoted as a buyer, the youngest buyer they ever had to Kansas city, doubled my income. It was, Oh, now I really thought I was rich. Crazy. <laughs> I, was not, I thought I was rich. They doubled my income and they had such a deal. Um, but while I was there, I, I have such a big family and so many friends that I was like, I'm going to have all this free time on my hands. And as I'm driving in off of I-35 into Overland Park, I see this 
um, junior college over here. I thought, you know what? I just doubled my income. I'm going to make a lot of money, so I better learn how to manage it. So I decided to take these two courses, not credited or anything, but they, they got me on the track and it was simply accounting one. I loved it so much. I went and got accounting two mm. and it really taught me about how to budget, how to pay cash for things, why it's so important, uh, taught me about interest rates, taught me about how to read a balance sheet. And to this day, when people ask me, Victoria, how can you have started three businesses and all three of them are successful. When most people start one, you know, and, and what, how many out of five, four out of five fail in the first three years or something. And I said, because I know how to read a balance sheet and I know how to watch the money. When we earn money of that and we don't have any, we don't have a good example. We don't know how to save. We don't know how to invest. We don't know. What do we do? We spend it. Sure we do. We're going to spend it. So I had a great car. I had a great apartment. I had great clothes. I got, I went out all the time. I was having a great time. And I realized if this is me, there's a lot of other people out there. And I started learning so much about finance. I mean, I have girlfriends to this day that go, you got, I still don't get it. How can you be so successful? Who would have thought? And I was like, and it is true. I, I found when you find your niche, are you, you know, you find your passion, you change a life. And it's, I just enjoyed so much sharing with other people what I was learning and how just to save. And I started off helping people save like $25 a week, $100 a month. There are people to this day that will email me and say, Victoria, 25 years ago, had you not got me started in this, you know, just saving that little bit every single week and I increased it and look, now I can retire. So it's really pretty, I mean, it's a really important job that we do. And I just believe if you have fun doing it, then people are going to, you know, they're going to grasp what you're teaching them. So I really taught myself and, and learned from the best people. I, you know, you search out the best people and I call it the minefield. If you want to get from one side, and I talk about this in my book, if you want to get from one side to the other safely in a minefield, what do you do? You follow somebody else that's already done it and gotten to the other side safely. Once you do that, now you can, I call it bump it up a notch. You can make little tweaks to a template or a process. And, and that's great, but you have to first follow someone that you respect. And I'm all about credibility. First, who are you listening to? You first mm -hmm. got to find out who you're listening to and you listen and follow people that have been successful in what it is you want to do. And the beauty of it is when you, you learn more and more and what you learn as a female, did you know that 90% of us, 90% of women are going to manage their finances themselves, by themselves, for themselves, or for them and their children some point in their life? The average female divorces or loses a spouse at age 52. So, I mean, it stands to reason we must understand how to manage money. And the, the, the best news is though, Yvette, do you know women statistically, women are better investors than men? Some studies show that we earn one point, like five or 3%, depending on the study, more than men consistently. Why is that? 
I love you asking that because women are smart. First of all, women hire an advisor, number one. Women, you know, discuss and design a plan, create a plan with their advisor, and they stick to it. Where men have a tendency to, um, you know, they're they're emotional, and if the market goes down, they're oh wait wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you just said men are emotional. Wow, with their money, honey, they uh-huh. are, and they don't they don't make disciplined decisions. They make emotional. Women, we're supposed to be the emotional ones. No, I don't think we're emotional. I just think we're passionate. We're passionate, and I say women, and we all. Only clients that I take on, they want to be good stewards. Mm-hmm. Every time I speak to any group or if I'm speaking to a new potential new client to take on, I say these, I mean, we have a process that we go through, but I always say and start with the credibility. And the reason that we're here is to learn something, you know, make a new friend. I made a new friend with you today and have fun doing it. And if you can do those three things, then we've, we've spent our time well because in my office, they, my host staff knows, and I've got the best, I got an A team for sure, but we don't waste time. We don't waste money and we don't waste opportunity in that order because time you cannot get back. You can create, sure. you can create more opportunity, right? You can, Absolutely. Cre- you can create, there's all these things we can create. Time is not one of them. So I'm very particular about where I spend my time and I only want to spend time with people. And I tell them flat out. People who want to be good stewards. That means they want to know, Victoria, tell me what to do. And just like we discussed earlier, it's we're all spending, we're all saving, we're investing, we're doing something with money all the time. Just don't get it backwards. And I'm one of those people, my clients are all givers. I mean, they are philanthropists. They give very well and often and a lot. Um, But you have to put it in order. And this goes contrary to most financial advisors. I know that, but (laughs) it is the fact that you have to give first. You give first. There's just laws of the universe. And when you get, you are so blessed. And there's times when, honey, I didn't have like two nickels. I'm starting a business. I'm not being paid, but my, my employees are being paid my uh, rent's being paid. I mean, I can pay all those bills, but I am like, no, Victoria's last on the totem pole. But you have to give. And I remember a young man coming to me to give to go to on a mission. Um, just the sweetest young man. And he was just asking for $25. And all I kept thinking about is, but I've got to have payroll and I've got to do this and I'm not being paid. And I, and I didn't do it. And I still to this day feel guilty, but it's okay. God's blessed me like 29,000 times over again. I've made up for it, believe me. And the next time he did, he asked me, I was like, I don't care. I'm doing this. And and I gave him more uh, because it was a great mission he was going on. And I just, you know, I knew, I knew the rules. I just wasn't following them in that instant because I was scared. And I believe in you take that money and you write a check. You don't ever do it begrudgingly. God loves, you know, giving with a merry heart. And you put your hand on that money and you say, dear Lord, bless these funds. If someone steals from me, I have learned to say, you know what, God, they needed it more than I do. I'm not going to hold a grudge, you know, bless, 
bless me back for not, you know, revenge. I mean, the green, ugly monster. Um, but you, you've got to understand it's the law. And when you give, you're going to receive so much more. And I've just made that a, you know, a policy of mine. And I've always given, I just remember that one time when I didn't do it, it may, I mean, I felt horrible. And the young man went on his trip, of course, but I just felt horrible about it. And I know God would have blessed me and made sure that I could still pay my bills and all of it would have been taken care of. It was kind of one of those times when you second guess, you have to turn it around and say, I'm giving first because I promise you, you will be so blessed. You give first and you're still being responsible and you manage your, your money differently. You just have to look at where it is. And today, Yvette, it's, it's really much, much, much harder because Everybody with these auto drafts, they don't pay attention. I mean, it breaks my heart because I know they're getting in trouble because you're having things deducted out of your check that you may or may not even be getting a service for or a product of or a benefit of because it's easy. Mm -hmm. um, it, it should be part of, a, you know, a, I used to say daily ritual to look at your money. But if you don't look at that on a monthly basis and run through it and say, you know, wait a minute, I don't care if it's $10 and 39 cents, a dollar is a dollar. Well, that I got to say, speaking of that, there's that $10 uh, auto draft for that gym membership that I haven't been to in quite a while. <laughs> you're speaking, you're speaking right to me. Yeah. And see, and we all do that. And then you start feeling guilty. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I should. And then I don't. And and we have to make a decision like, okay, if I'm not going to use this gym, I mean, $10 is $10, $10 a week, $10 a month adds up. So, yeah. I, I mean, if you could take that and if you look at what that would do over a 30 year period, you would be shocked. You'd be shocked. And, and that's why I go back to women being so much better at investing because studies prove it again and again. But like you said, the reason is, is because they follow a process they have a plan and they they don't get off track when we have one day that, you know, the market goes down 600% or something. There's like, okay, it'll be back up 500% tomorrow. They don't panic in a situation. They're very disciplined, which makes me very proud. And women get confidence when I start sharing this with them. It helps them build confidence that, well, okay, I'm doing the right things. You know, I sit and talk to um, young people that are juniors in a leadership program and they have me come in and again in 30 minutes I show them how to be a millionaire and they're just like they get out their calculators they're going for $40 a week and I will say to a young lady that is the most beautiful top where did you get it and of course she's like well thank you you know I got it at Dillard's you know junior department or something really I was like can you can you tell me how much that was it's gorgeous and she'll say well it was 55 65 dollars I go really now, would you rather be a millionaire or have that particular top, <laughs> you know, and get them to thinking realistically about, oh, I could really do this. Now, I don't want you to give up that top, but do I, you know, babysit one more night a week? Do I, you know, take another shift at the dress store? Do I give up the $10 membership and just walk outside? Do What can I do to get on a really strict a flexible plan so that I can reach my goals. And so we sit down and help people do that. And I really like doing, I mean, real physical things. When we're, when I'm asked to guest speak, I go, okay, you got to understand though, 
people are going to learn something <laughs> because if I'm going to be there, we've got to have something tangible that I, they can take with them and implement that very day. And they're like, oh, hey, Victoria, we're in. Because you do. You Otherwise, it's just somebody talking and yeah, maybe it's inspirational. Maybe it's motivational. But the minute you leave that workshop, life happens. So I want you to have something concrete. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about influences a minute ago. Um, and I want to talk about the time we're in right now. Oh. So we're in this crazy time. And um, so the couple things are happening. So people are struggling. And then we have a lot of families who now find their children with them. But we have an opportunity here. And I don't know about oh. you. I don't know if there's home ec anymore. But there was a time. Oh. There was a time <laughs> when, uh, when students, mm -hmm. you know, mostly girls because boys had shop. But students were being taught how to how to budget, how to you know how to handle their money. I mean, grocery there was a time shop. when the school it was about grocery shopping. Yeah. That's I mean, how much money do you have? What can you go buy? I remember right? all that. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> and and I and I don't know if they do that anymore. I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm gonna say they probably don't. I'm saying but, I don't think so. But do we have an opportunity now, mm -hmm. with our children being closer to us probably than than ever before? Right. Um, to bring a little bit of that money management education back in. Um, if wow. people are homeschooling or even people who are not homeschooling, but they're, mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're going online and they're doing the school at home. Right. Do we have an opportunity to teach your children? We do have a great opportunity right now. And as I had said, and I did a lot of video content in, uh, for YouTube back in March, April, May, June, particularly, I mean, a lot. And it was, don't miss this opportunity. Don't, you don't want to look back and say, well, I had the time right then and I didn't take advantage because mm -hmm. that's what so many people do. They're instead of what I call expanding, like opening up, what is it I can do with this time? That's going to be valuable to me. Instead, people got scared and most people are contracting. That's what I call it. Like closing themselves off. And I said, you know, this is the time to go in, look at all your money, look at your finances. Oh, if you want to learn a new language, what better time now? Because you have the time. Don't look back and regret the fact that, gosh, I didn't seize that opportunity because it's here for you now. It's a forced opportunity. And it's not been fun for any of us. It's mm. been challenging. It's been scary. It has been... Um, making us and forcing us to be more creative. We have all learned so much more about technology than we would ever have ever done before. It's forced old, the older generation, which would never considering consider doing a, a meeting on Zoom or a webinar. Oh, heaven forbid, no. No, no, no. They, they, are you kidding? You take people's grandkids away from them. They're going to figure out FaceTime. They're going to figure out Zoom. They figured it all out because you take those grandbabies away from them and say that they can't see them. Oh, they'll figure yeah. it out. And that's what they did. So now it's like, oh, Victoria, love to do a Zoom. Yeah, let's have our meeting on Zoom. Let's have a webinar. Yeah, just I'll, I'll click that link. And if I have an issue, I'll, I mean, they are so tech savvy right now. Um, and it's that's a good thing. So when people ask me what good has COVID, you know, has uh, First time they asked me, it was like, stab me in the heart. I was like, are you kidding? What kind of question is that? 
But the truth is, is that there are going to be some amazing things come out of COVID as well. There's so many things that we won't know probably for years what has come out of this. Companies that are being created. So there are people out there taking, I can feel it in the, just in the universe. I can feel all that's going on, but I also feel that contraction and, and the fact that some people are truly very, you know, scared and they are lost at what to do. And, and, and it's a difficult time for, for us, but you, right. you can have a choice. I, I really do believe you can either be scared and you can be, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being knowledgeable and concerned and scared, but you also have to still continue to be joyful and having joy in your life is a decision you make. So for people who are challenged today, and I have to say, I got an amazing text today from a friend of mine who's been looking for a job and she actually received a job offer today. Oh, I mean, we were all so excited and we were congratulating her, you know, over the text. Yeah. Um, but there are people who are definitely challenged today. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and some of them may be listening. So what can they do right now? And that's a great question because you know, they're out there and we know there are. The first thing I would suggest, and, and I, I did a video, you can go to Financial Diva on YouTube, search Financial Diva and all these come up and there's their title. But it's about expanding. Don't, I would have never dreamed I would be in the financial industry, never dreamed I would be, have this high net worth firm that I built over 30 years and have clients that we've had for 25, 30 years. And, but I was open. So my, my recommendation to people was, and, and still is, don't put yourself in a box. This is a great time to look outside. Maybe you, maybe the industry you were in, you weren't really that passionate about. Maybe this industry, maybe this is the time. And I have this exercise in this e-challenge I do. Um, and it's, it starts with consequences and accountability, but it goes right into your passion. And you really have to sit down. I say, get a glass of wine, get a you know beverage, sit down quietly and think about what you're most passionate about because you're always more successful when you're in an industry where you're passionate and like sales, we're all selling, honey, you're selling every day. I'm so, Hey, your girlfriend was just selling somebody on hired her. Just like money that we are selling somebody's selling and somebody's buying every single day, all day long. And it's whether you're selling yourself on a new job, whether it's, you know, you're selling your spouse on where you want to go to dinner, you just have to decide who you're going to be. Are you going to be the buyer? Are you going to be the seller? And how passionate are you about your service, your product? What is it that you're passionate about and why? And who are you going to serve? Who are you going to bless every day? I know that I have the opportunity to wake up every single day knowing that I am making a a positive financial impact in people's lives, that they can have a 30 years of retirement. Uh, I know that when I wake up every single day that I can impact women's lives in sharing with them and, and helping them very simply, no glazed over looks and all that, but how to put a plan together and how to manage their money for themselves and their children 
because of all the reasons we know, women have to sometimes go out of the workforce to raise a child, take care of a family member. Husbands don't do it. We do it. We're the caregivers. So right. we, we may not have earned as higher, you know, so our social security is going to be less. There's so many factors that it's a blessing to me to be able to share all my experience, the lessons I've learned, the skills, the relationships, the resources that I have with women to get them from A to Z in a very short period of time, because I know that's what they want. They want to be good stewards. Says so somebody give me the secret sauce recipe. My aunt, not Aunt Shirley, but Aunt Edie, for my graduation, when I graduated high school, gave me a very, a, like a pocket size, not pocket size, but a nice size Bible that red leather that I still use today, to this day. And all she marked in, and it was about, we have to go back to, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In all of my weaknesses, I go back to that once she had underlined it for me, put the little tab in it for me, so that that's when I opened that Bible, that's what I saw. And I've used that so many times throughout my life. And I also go back to, and I believe God blesses those that have a plan and have a vision. Those without a vision will perish. And I've mm -hmm. always talked, I mean, I put vision is like in quotes and everything. You must have a vision. And a vision is simply a plan. And then you execute that plan. And I've used, you know, we've all gone through some really tough times in our lives. They're all different, but we've all done it. I mean, if you've lived, you're going to go through difficult times. And when the enemies are there, I simply say, I go back to simply this. It is, if God is for me, who in the world could be against me? If God is for me, if God is for me, who could be against me? And to me, that's like, are you kidding? It's a no-brainer. And it helps me get through the really difficult times. Because I jokingly tell people when they're going through the valley of shadow of death, I go, look, God said, go through, walk through the valley. He did not say, buy a ham sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and camp out. Keep <laughs> moving. Just keep moving. And that's a lot of times we get scared. And that's why I was saying this contracting thing. I, t I was with a, a friend of mine in Dallas and she, you could tell because of what's going on, she's in the health field and I could just feel her being closed in. And I did this to her. I mean, just opened up my arms and I said, Mary, expand, open up. There's possibilities out there. You cannot allow negative thoughts. You cannot allow them because they will control you. You have to continue. I just go back to having a merry heart. When you give money, being joyful, even in the worst of times, you can still find joy. And sometimes it's tough. I'm not going to say it's Amen. not tough. It's tough. My husband had two strokes last year in 2019. He failed between August and December, almost bled to death. It's like, oh, couldn't wait for 2020. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Here we are. We've got him on the mend. March 1st, he's you know out of a wheelchair. I'm so happy. Yeah. COVID. So I said, just this last week on my birthday, well, the joke was on me because I kept telling him, Nothing could be this bad. 
It's going to be a great year. And the joke's on me. No, honey, I was just preparing you for this because this is going to be tough. That was nothing compared. And if you could go through that, you can go through this. And that's why I had to look at it. And I started repeating every single day in writing, in videos, to my team, because you have to. Some great good is going to come of this. And when you yeah. believe that, and I truly do, I'm convinced, I mean, honey, I believe unexpected income. That's something that, you know, everybody should understand and learn. Expect unexpected income. But that's so true. That's so true. You, you know, that's happened. You picked up your mail. They're all bills. And then you get a check and you're like, where's this check from? I mean, that has happened. Yes. And you don't care. But that's, that's God telling you, this is true. Now I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you. I've only told what other person is. <laughs> oh, exclusive. I know. I'm telling you, this is truly exclusive. So I have said this. So I told my husband, I expect unexpected income. So two weeks go by or something. And sure enough, in the mail is $1,700. Now, in, in back in the day, that would be like over 6000 right now, right? Wow. I said, told you. See? So, and he's always said, she has the weirdest ideas, but listen, they work for her. So, And he says, and you think she's kidding when she puts her hand on bills when she writes those checks? And she says, please, God bless these funds. You know, if I give them to my church, please, you know, help those in need. Make sure my church is using these wisely to help the multiples. Yeah. And I do that. And you should do that. You have to tell your money what you want it to do. Okay, Diva. <laughs> okay, now you're going, okay, she has revealed way too much information here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This has been great. Okay, I want to make people, I want to make sure people know where to find you. So you mentioned you mentioned several videos on YouTube, Financial oh, Diva. Hundreds. On YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> great. You can go to YouTube, great. Financial Diva. Just search Financial Diva and then click notification, subscribe, and you'll get the, the newest ones. And I do it now. I just do a tip a week uh, unless something really important happens. Like when I was doing all the PPEs and when all the uh, – everybody wanted to know. So I was out there every day giving them updated information uh, to help mm-hmm. small business owners. Um, you can find me on financialdiva.com. There's the website, chapelwood.com, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> we're, we're literally everywhere. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your time with us and just letting us know, um, I, I mean, how to handle our money. And I love it. I love it. Talk to your money and, and, and pray over that money. I mean, that's something you don't think about. It's true. And and sometimes I've gotten off track and I forget. And now I'm kind of angry because I had this bill or something. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Stop it and get bit, get back on track. But that's why I'm, I feel so blessed that I learned some of these things and then they actually come true because you do get what you ask for. I teach women about having champions. Champions are so critical. And this is not your girlfriend that calls you and is all emotional and dumps all her stuff on you and then goes away. No, these are people that support, encourage, motivate, and actually ask you, how how are you doing? What's going on in your world? How's work? You know, they truly care and listen. Those are your true champions. They don't have to be family members. They don't have to be your best friend. 
Doesn't mean you got to get rid of those friends. You just keep them at a big distance. They're like, they're over here because I need all the positive energy that I can have in a day to be the best version of me that I can be. So champions are critical. I teach them about celebrating, how important celebrating little wins and successes are because success breeds success. Yeah, that's so important. Like I said, just today, we got the text, she got the job, and we're just, it's like we're at a big party together. We're all celebrating um, because it was a wonderful accomplishment and, and we need to support each other. Exactly. Yeah, for, for example, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Victoria, thank you so much. This has been great, great tips. I encourage everybody to go find you, watch your YouTube videos and go to your website, financialdiva.com. Yeah, and my um, secret weapon and sign up for my e-sales training. It's so much fun. Okay. All right. And I see to finish up, I see behind you there, anything is possible. Your sign. That is, that was a gift given to me last week by a longtime friend, um, a champion. She's, she's in my new book. I wrote a new book, how to outsell all the boys that's at the publisher right now, but she gave me that and she was so proud of it. She's like, this is our friend. Anything is possible. So that, that's oh, very that's special. Beautiful. Thank you. That's that very is. special to me. So our takeaways are don't fear, expand, don't contract, pray over your money. Yes. <laughs> and expect unexpected income. Ex expect unexpected income and celebrate. Yes. Celebrate the little wins. So and that's great. Have, and have a mantra about this. You know, money comes to me easily and effortlessly. Mm, affirmation. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Well, thank you so much for being here. I thank know you. you've given a lot of encouragement and knowledge uh, to our audience. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been delightful. Wow, that was some really great advice. I love her homespun and knowledgeable stories. I love the way she can tell a story. Wasn't she great? So thank you for listening. This has been Positively Joy. You can listen to more episodes at PositivelyJoy.com, get more encouragement, and also sign up for our Teachable, which is free, on five ways to choose joy. Like Victoria said, it is a choice, and we wholeheartedly believe that here at the podcast. So we appreciate you. Thanks for being here, and farewell for now. Mm -hmm.